Today's presenting sponsor of Locked On Lightning is Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in a head to head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com backslash hockey and use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, the Lightning win in regulation. Check. They score on the power play. Check. And the defensemen score, most notably, obviously, Victor Hedman. We'll recap the game from the other night against St. Louis Blues, as well as look towards tonight's game against the Boston Bruins. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Lightning. But first, let's play that music. part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danger. What's up, everybody? Happy Saturday. We're dropping this episode a little bit later than we would have liked to, but it works out because the Lightning will jump back in action tonight against the Boston Bruins. But first, let's recap today, uh, the, the last game, excuse me, uh, between the 4-2 win at home against the St. Louis Blues. I said on the last episode about how really this game was going to be a statement game. The Lightning really needed to go out there, take control of the game, and really just play that brand of hockey after just the abysmal performance and just collapse that occurred a couple of days ago back in St. Louis. Obviously, we all know what happened there. Lightning jump out to a 3-0 lead to start things in the first period. And then that was it. That was it. Um, the, The effort level, the energy... Well, I wouldn't say the effort level. I think that's a little harsh to say. But I think the energy that the Lightning had for the remainder of the game... And there was, you know, I I also criticized on the last episode, Brian Elliott a little bit, uh, maybe a little bit too much. But at the same time, you know, there was some saves that he should have made, especially the last one. I believe it was the last one that through traffic, nobody in front of him, no deflection, just went through his legs uh, from the point, mind you. So uh, but, you know, there was plays, though, there was, I believe, the the Barbashev goal where Barbashev was pretty much all by himself. And I mean, that that's something that we have seen in previous games, most notably in the wild game from last weekend with this team. But on today's episode, we'll be discussing the win. Uh, we'll be discussing Hedman, two goals in that game. He has just been an offensive machine all season long. We'll discuss that and everything on today's episode. But first, I want to tell you, uh, thank all of you for making the show your first listen of the day. And go ahead and give us a follow on our social media pages at LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-A-N-K on Twitter and be sure to like and subscribe to this podcast follow us wherever podcasts are distributed that means Spotify iTunes Google Play Odyssey if they are pumping out podcasts on any platform we are there so go ahead and do that so let's start things off with what were the keys to this game and what we were going to expect going into this game so if the last meeting in St. Louis was any indication of what the Lightning were going to be in for Thursday night, then, I mean, we definitely saw it because really this St. Louis Blues team, they're very, 
very unassumingly good. You look at their roster, and really, quite frankly, they're not a team that really scares me. Um, they're, they're not a team that when I look at the schedule and I say, oh, man, the St. Louis Blues are coming up, I, 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 don't, I don't really get excited for that. It doesn't really move the needle for me. Um, the St. Louis Blues, yes, they're a very good team. And and they 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 play very well in terms of just being a tough team and very similar to the Minnesota Wild. Uh, they have their stars. They have the Vladimir Tarasenko's. They have the the Ryan O'Reillys. They have the Tory Krugs. But those are not exactly guys. I mean, I mean maybe like Tarasenko a couple of years ago, yes, but. Coming off double shoulder surgery, not so much. He's having a little bit of a resurgence this year in his career, but still, that that's not really a matchup that scares me. Especially with their goaltender, Jordan Bennington, who was not in net for this game. Uh, Bennington is probably one of the more animated goaltenders in the National Hockey League in terms of just... It really doesn't take much to get to him to get in his head and we saw that in the first game uh the the first meeting of these two teams and it was it was you know he it, it was kind of that's why it was so unfortunate that the game resulted in what it was because the lightning had a chance you know they to even capitalize on more of what they did in that game and you know they could have easily won that game five nothing six nothing they could have had that game out of reach by the second intermission. That's how bad Bennington looked early on. Uh, but in this game, it was Vili Husso who is the backup and because Bennington was on the COVID protocol list. So he was out for this game and really, you know, the Lightning kind of were seeing a guy that they haven't really seen before. And sometimes that, that will pose kind of a challenge for a team, uh, especially a team like the, uh, the Blues who... A, play tough. B, you haven't seen them in a couple of seasons because of what the schedule looked like last year. So really, you know, this was these these two games, if we're looking back at these games on paper, were toss ups. And I thought that and, and I kind of alluded to this a couple of weeks ago, if the Lightning were able to get to St. Louis in the first game and, and steal that one, then the second one at home was a very winnable game. I may not have said those words, but that was basically what I was getting at within that time. So let's just jump into the game. Let's look at some of the things that happened. Uh, the first goal of the game goes to Andre Palat at 7:16 into the first period. I have really just been dragging Andre through the dirt for the last couple of weeks. Uh, and, and rightfully so. I mean, Let's put it this way. You know, at this point in the season now, as I'm talking about this on Saturday at noon, right before the Boston Bruins game taking place seven hours before, uh, this is what Andre's numbers look like through 22 games. He has five goals, 13 points, plus minus of over one. Um, you know, that's good for maybe a third line, second line guy, but Andre's on the first line. And he's a vital part of the production of that line. And the fact that, you know, he's his numbers, yes, aren't looking as good as maybe they should be this year uh, or in past years. And, you know, you also have other players contributing. So it's not that big of a deal. But at the same time, 
there are situations where, you know, you're not going to have Steven Stamkos or Alex Kalorn or Anthony Sorelli come out and, and notch a point every game. That's just not something that's going to happen. Those, especially Sorelli and Kalorn, they're not really point, point, a point of game guys. Um, I mean, they are, but at the same time, you know, Sorelli, what we know about him is that he likes to not, he usually puts up points in bunches. Same thing with Hedman as well. Oh, we'll get to Victor Hedman in just a little bit because he just had a monster night and has just been having a really good season thus far offensively. Defensively, can't really... We'll, we'll talk about that later. But really, that's where Andre Palak comes in. And a large part of that has to do because Braden points out. You have your other top scorer, Nikita Kucherov, out till at least after the Olympics. And... Guys need to step up. And right now, you know, you also have Matthew Joseph, who has been out for the last couple of games as well. So really, this that's where number 18 needs to step up. That's where he needs to be a little bit aggressive. I thought he played a lot better in this game. I thought his off-puck positioning was very good. I thought just the way him and Hedman conduct the power play, I just, I really like that. I think it's a little bit too predicta- predictable. Uh, and we saw that from how the Blues played them uh, on the PK, just because if you looked at, I think it was the first power play that the Lightning were on, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the Mikola high-sticking against Barry Boulay. Hedman, when he gets the puck at the point, his first move is always to pass off to his right to Palat. And the Blues cheated a little bit and you saw that uh, I believe it was O'Reilly knew right away where that puck was going and you know it's a great recipe because it opens up the ice on the other side for Stamkos for the one-timer and you also have you know Kalorn down low which we saw later on uh, led to the power play goal uh, by Sorelli yes by Sorelli but I, I just think that you know, those two together and, and Palat, because we, we've seen Andre Palat be able to score um, and have nights where he's the best player on the ice. And quite frankly, we need to see more out of that by, by number 18, you know, because he's one of the veterans on this team. And, you know, this, this Lightning team obviously isn't what it used to be over the last couple of seasons. And... You know, certain players, like I stated in the offseason, and really I've just been kind of just talking about all season long, guys need to step up. Guys need to take control. And really, that this year was supposed to be the year where, where Braden Point was supposed to do that. But obviously he can't when he's not playing. And this is Andre Palat's 10th year in the league. And so sometimes, you know, not being a leader is not just – being a guy in the dressing room or on the bench who's going to be able to, to to be able to settle guys down or give direction when direction is needed, it, it also entails doing things on the ice consistently. And and thus far, you know, I I've, maybe I just have high expectations for Andre. Maybe that's why his career high in points is sixty three. Uh, right now, he's not really on pace for that. Uh, you know, some of you might say. Mathematically, he is, but just by his recent play thus far, uh, doesn't look like it. But I would, ex- I, I, I hope that you know, with with this game, this past game that we saw, we saw a lot of good things. We saw the Lightning really open space out the ice when 
the Blues were really just trying to force them into playing down low and just get their chances from there. And, and really, I hope that that and that ends up. Uh, opening things up for Andre, especially on the side, uh, going forward, have him crash on the wing, uh, going for second chances. So, yeah, and and then we'll talk about, obviously, the rest of this game because there's so much to talk about and so much to unpack in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Stat Hero. Now, let me ask you all a question, you the listener. Obviously, you play fantasy sports. Most of you do. I play fantasy sports. And I've never been one to do the daily fantasy. But guess what? I have had a change of heart. Because there's never been a website or a platform such as Stat Hero that basically gives you the advantage. So, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Nobody does. So why go over to those other platforms to where really you're you're behind the eight ball as soon as you log on. Winning feels so much better, and you could definitely do that at Stat Hero, but the traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you, just you, nobody else, versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner, take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a daily sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero is head to head. Stat Hero head to head is what daily fantasy should be one on one. Sign up free. That's free. Free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use the promo code hockey for 100% deposit match. That's a stathero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% match. That's 100, 100. And I'm going to tell you one more time so you don't forget stathero.com slash hockey, promo code hockey. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back here for segment two, picking things up where we left off with the Blues game the other night that occurred on Thursday night. Uh, Just a lot to unpack from this game. I thought the Lightning just, you know, till probably the last, let's say, I want to say till the last like 12 minutes. This game was pretty close, and it didn't it didn't seem like it was a close game. If you look at the numbers, the Lightning, for the most part, outplayed the Blues. I mean, the Blues were really doing a lot of more of the, the little things that you see out of a team that obviously should translate into wins and goals, but we didn't see that in this game. Uh, if you look at the numbers, really, other than the power play success... The Lightning, for the most part, were dominating this game. Uh, They had 35 shots on goal as opposed to the Blues' 28. 54% in the faceoff circle. That is just a beautiful sight. I, you know, when I I look at the stats, I I think, yes, you know, obviously power play, success success on the power play is very important to long-term success over the course of a season. Having said that, on a nightly basis, if the Lightning 
you know, happen to lose a game and you look at the stats, if they go 0 for 3 on the power play but over 50% on the faceoff, I could live with that. I could live that. Especially if it if they're in the in the attacking zone. So, you know, I, I this was a great game. I, I thought that the Lightning have really in the past couple of games have progressive have really progressed in the right direction in terms of their faceoff percentage. I thought that really St- Steven Stamkos did a fantastic job from the circle the other night, 65%. Anthony Sorelli has really picked it up over the last couple of games, 56% in this one. Um, just I loved it. I loved everything about that. And you really saw why the game turned out to be what it was, just because of the face-off percentage. Um, the, and the, the other part of that is that the Lightning's positioning off the face-off was, you know, there was a couple of times they could have done better. It looked like guys, uh, uh, I don't remember the exact play, but there was a couple of times the young guys like uh, Kachuk kind of just came off the, the battle, the circle, and just really was kind of looking around for his guy, not sure where he needed to be for a couple of seconds. And yeah, at the scope of the game, and it's really not a big deal, but you know, those are the kind of things that could potentially lead to a high danger scoring chance for the opposing team. But other than that, I thought this was just a really good, real... Just, just a really good technically played game by the Tampa Bay Lightning, and that's why they came out on top. Uh, one for three on the power play, as opposed to the Blues scoring twice. I, I mean, that was bound to happen. The Blues have the second best power play in the league. They're almost at 40%. I mean, 30% where... The team in first is the Edmonton Oilers, and they're like almost at 50, which is insane to even think about. Uh, the other thing that the Lightning did a very good job was they just didn't give the Blues a lot of a lot of scoring chances, a lot of good scoring lanes, and, and we saw that with the 22 blocks that they accumulated over the course of the game. So, really, the the key to this game, obviously, other than those numbers. And I alluded to it at the top of the show was the Lightning were able to involve their defensemen. And we saw that, and I have stressed this all season long, was the defensemen, particularly Victor Hedman in this game, who had two goals and three points, were very aggressive. They were playing lower than what we normally see them. They were playing lower on the boards. They were playing, if they had the puck, they would not just stand there and pass around and facilitate. They would actually drive in towards the slot, which really, if you've been watching this team for over the last two seasons, that has been something that has really changed everything for this team. Uh, we really started the Lightning to see see this exhibit this kind of play during the playoffs in 2020 in the bubble. And that was really the reason why they were able to get by teams like Columbus, most notably Boston, who they will be meeting tonight for the first time since then. So really, I thought this was something this year that the Lightning have gotten away from, something that when they do execute this style of play uh, perfectly, you'll see nights like this from Victor Hedman, who really, you know, let's let's move on to that. And that's a good segue is that Victor Hedman and I've kind of been I haven't really been trying to criticize him because he lead he's he has the second most points on the team. So you can't really knock him. But there has been so many times this year where 
he has opted for the tougher spot, a uh, tougher shot from the from the blue line instead of just driving in when the, he has an open slot right in front of him. Uh, Brian Ingblum said, I believe it was on Hedman's second goal of the night, which sealed the game pretty much for the Lightning at that point, that Hedman has the hands of a 50-goal scorer, which you can't argue with. I mean, look at that goal at the end. Really, Hedman is one of the few defensemen, really. Obviously, we're seeing this a lot more out of just the younger defensemen in the league, Kyle McCarr and Quinn Hughes, but Hedman is one of those guys that, one of the two-way defensemen that is just, he's just as good on the offensive side of things as he is on the defensive side of things. And Victor Hedman is probably the one of the top three defensemen when it comes to back-checking and, and just doing all the things right. Uh, not so much this year. We've seen a couple of times this year where just Victor hasn't looked himself on the defensive side of things, but I'm willing to kind of look the other way on, on those those events if he's executing on the offensive side of things. If, if we have more nights like this from Victor Hedman, I'll look the other way on kind of what we have really seen as shaky play on the defensive side of things. Victor, who is one of the best players of getting back on the rush to defend the breakaway, hasn't really had that. There's a couple of times where his footwork and his positioning hasn't been what it's what, what we really expect it to be. But if Victor t- could go out there and accumulate points at a ridiculous rate, I'm willing to, to look the other way. I really am. Just because when Victor Hedman is playing at this level of just how you know just offensiveness and accumulating points i'm fine i'm i'm completely fine with it um yeah and and i don't expect him to score two goals a game i would like that that would be very nice but most likely that's not going to happen so moving on to some of the things that I didn't like in this game and, and really what it comes down to is just I feel like at a certain point, especially when the Lightning go into the second period, they very much struggle with keeping up with the momentum that they accumulated over the first. and. We've seen this kind of flip-flop in years. Usually in the last couple of seasons, it's been the the opposite. The Lightning haven't really been able to get things going. And we saw this earlier in the season, and we've started to see kind of a transition where the Lightning are, let's face it, are notorious slow starters. But over the last couple of weeks, we kind of seen that flip-flop to where the Lightning are starting to play a lot better in the first period, but then really unable to get things going in the second I and that's kind of what we saw happen in the last game against the Blues and we all know what happened there so really you know the Lightning have really need they really need to have a game which we haven't seen yet where they play a full 60 minutes and win because we have seen them win uh, play games earlier this season where they have played a full 60 minutes and lost uh, the game believe it or not that I thought that they've played their best technically sound hockey was against the Devils and the Devils look like a Stanley Cup team that day Mackenzie Blackwood looked like he was going to be the starter for Team Canada the Olympics coming up in Beijing uh, 
So, you know, and really what it goes back to that is just hockey is just a weird sport. Just because you play well doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna that's going to translate into wins. It's very weird. Sometimes the, the puck bounces your way. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, what I always like to say is that sometimes you're the fish and some days you're the hook. And in that game, the lightning were the, were the fish. So kind of what I wanted to move on to and then right before the break uh, we'll talk about the Bruins game tonight the Lightning I've, I've and I've this is something that has really been concerning to me all season long is that and, and this is why I make such a big deal about it, is that so the where it stands right now where their record is they are 13 five and four with 30 points uh, technically in second place in the Atlantic Division whereas Florida and Toronto are tied for first with 35 points apiece now out of those 13 wins that they have accumulated over the course of the season the Lightning have eight wins in regulation now if you bump that number up a little bit we're talking about the Lightning possibly in a three-way three-way tie for first place right now and the reason and that's not so much a concern for me the concern is is the fact that and I and I've kind of spoken about this more in detail over the last couple of weeks on the show and if you haven't listened to those episodes please go ahead and listen is that we all know the journey that this team has been on over the last couple of seasons, uh, especially winning two cups in the span of 10 months and just everything with COVID, deep playoff runs, you know, all of that. And then now they're in the middle of it, uh, their first 82-game season in quite a while. Plus, you know, a good number of players on this team will be playing in the Olympics, which is why it is imperative that the Lightning take advantage and try to win games in regulation, which I'm not saying they aren't, but they haven't been able to do that consistently. And yes, you know, some people might look at this and say, well, it's not that big of a deal. As long as they're winning games and accumulating points, doesn't that matter? Yes, but you also have to remember the Lightning are putting themselves in situations where they are playing extra minutes that in certain games this year could have been avoided. For example, the, the Philly game a couple of weeks ago where the Lightning scored all seemed like it was, you know, in the back, about I want to say 40 seconds left in the game. Philly scores last minute off just a just not a good not not a good play by the Lightning. I'm not gonna get into it. If you want to go back and listen to the recap for that game, you can. But really what I'm trying to get at right before the break is that these games, playing those extra minutes, whether it's overtime, shootout, and yes, overtime is not that long. Shootouts, not exactly physically grueling. But that is time spent, that is time that can be spent with recovery for players that are playing with injuries, guys getting off their feet and relaxing, uh, getting on the plane sooner if you have to go to on a road trip. And that's why I'm concerned. Because at some point, whether it be right before the Olympics, probably after the Olympics, this team's going to hit a wall. And 
the last thing you want to see is this team hit a wall and then teams behind you in the division, such as the Bruins, such as the Red Wings, get hot last minute. And then we're talking, we're, we're going into the last couple of weeks of the season with the Lightning. Quite possibly, I'm not saying right now, obviously, we're, we're very still very much early into the season. But it goes by quickly and really don't want to have a situation where we're sitting here in in April discussing how the Lightning are are fighting for that last spot in the division. So, yeah, I, I mean, that's just the situation I think that everybody involved just doesn't want to just wants to avoid. Um, and we'll talk about obviously all of that more as the season progresses and if there is a need to discuss it. So we're going to just lightly discuss and wrap things up uh, and discuss the the matchup tonight against the Boston Bruins in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about our last two sponsors of the day. First is Primal Origin Oils. Do you have a beard? Get Primal. Yeah, you heard me right. You, do you have a beard? Get Primal. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin makes bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. This is due to the exotic exotic carrier blend with oils like raspberry seed, rosehip, and chia seed oil. Our products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in these United States of America. Check out PrimalOriginOils.com to learn more about their full line of beard care products. Use the code LOCKEDON for a 20% discount at checkout. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. But let me tell you more. Not only are the products and dedication to quality top notch the company was founded for a noble cause the founder steven his mother was injured in a car accident and the company was started to pay for her treatment and recovery so i uh, primal origin oils was nice enough to send me the the oil for my beard and let me tell you it has never felt better i i obviously have a beard if you've seen us on youtube or you look at you know, you follow me on Twitter, you know I have a beard. I like to grow it out, especially during hockey season, as I am also up and based in New York. So it gets a little cold up here during the winter. So wanna grow the beard out, but I also want it to look good and feel good. And guess what? I've been using Primal Origin oils, and I will never use anything else other than this because the way it makes my beard look, feel, I look, I'm, I'm gonna have that playoff beard looking real good once the playoffs roll around. So go ahead right now. Now we know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenge you to compare their ingredients and feel in the beard to other companies you've used. And I've used other companies. I gotta tell you, they are the absolute best. And, and like I said, I'm never going back to another beard care product ever again, unless it's Primal Origin Oils. We promise you that you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code LOCKEDON to get your 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON 
at checkout for 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. And to wrap things up, let's talk about our last sponsor of the day, and that is betonline.ag. BetOnline has you covered for all the season, for this entire season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football season continues the march to the playoffs, BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, or UFC, or you're just into those Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, time to wrap things up here on Locked on Lightning. As I stated before, as we all know by now, the Lightning will be playing the Boston Bruins, the Boston Bruins tonight and in Boston and really as it start as it as we're talking about this right now the Boston Bruins sit at 12 8 and 0 with 24 points and 11 regulation wins in the Atlantic Division that puts them technically in fourth place if we're just counting points so this Boston team is interesting and I don't know how to feel about them just yet, and that's just because I haven't really watched a whole ton of Boston this year, and it, it's they're obviously a tough team. I mean, they still have Brad Marchand, Pasternak, Bergeron, McAvoy, Coyle, Hall, DeBrusque, who kind of, it looks like he's on the way out, so we'll see what happens, but... So, really, I mean, we haven't seen this team in a couple of years, but we all know when these two teams get together, it's an absolute bloodbath, excuse me. And I wouldn't expect anything less of a couple of fights tonight uh, with Maroon definitely being involved, Belmar possibly being involved. I think Sorelli will throw some, some, chuck some nucks tonight, so definitely be on the lookout for that. Obviously, the guys to look out on this team are Marshan, Pasternak, uh, and Bergeron really just the top three guys on this team uh, all play on the same line. So uh, the one player that really you want to look out for just because anytime the Lightning run into him, it, it's just he's just the pain in the butt. And that's Brandon, Brandon Carlo, who, as we all know, the last time the Lightning played the Boston Bruins in a regular season game, it was just... Brandon Carlo was all over the place. Uh, it took place in TD Garden. It was right before COVID hit, and it was really one of the change. It was really one of the defining games of that regular season, right before. And the light. It was a shame that the season got canceled at that point because that was really the game where the Lightning were kind of struggling after they just came off their their long winning streak that season. And I I really think that the Lightning would have gone on an absolute tear after that game. And this is the kind of game. Uh, that I've been waiting for all season long for this team to play in. And and that's a statement game. And I really think the Lightning are going to go out there, play well tonight. I think that in terms of the goalie situation, you have Jeremy Swayman and Linus Allmark. Uh, Swayman, 11 games played, 7-4 with a save percentage of 9-2-1. Goals against average of 2.20, where Linus Allmark is 9-9. Nine games played with a five and four record, uh, with a save percentage of 0.911, with a goals against average of 2.68. I think we'll probably see Swayman for this game. 
just because he has the better record and he's been playing a little bit more obviously than Allmark but who knows we'll, we'll have to wait and see uh, what Bruce Cassidy does I expect Vazzy to be in net tonight this is going to be an absolute firecracker of a game and we'll definitely be back tomorrow morning with a recap for it so don't uh, don't wait subscribe to the show turn on the notifications so as soon as the newest episodes drop you'll be notified and I'll be back tomorrow with a recap of this game it's going to be an absolute doozy of a game tonight people so don't miss out on it so in the meantime that's been it for today's episode of Locked on Lightning part of the Locked on Podcast Network I'm your host Adam Danker I'll talk to you in the next one